This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. The company we are in mm. has done it far tougher than us for far longer. We are absolute pansies because we went on a 10-minute <laughs> flight and did a few flips and then felt airsick after it and you threw up. So I feel like maybe Bonnie Hancock might have something mm. to say about that, but it is an absolute pleasure to have Bonnie Hancock in the studio with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Look, I'm terrified of heights, so all respect for you guys Okay. <laughs> little bit of background. If you haven't heard Bonnie's story, I would be very surprised. But the mm. girl who touched the stars was released. Her brand new book was released this week. We were at the launch of that and it's been an absolute pleasure to be a part of your journey. You spoke to us a few times at Triple M on your journey. 254 days to paddle around Australia. 12,700 kilometres. <laughs> Love it. Unbelievable. Oh, I know I think I spoke to you all yes. just before I'd finished last time. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, covered in sand and salt. So it's nice <laughs> to have dry hair and be here on land. Yeah. So tell us about the club you left from. Mermaid Beach there. I literally walked out of home. Uh, I consider it my backyard. It's my local and turned right and kept going for a bit over eight months. So <laughs> I knew the rec- world record was 10 and a half months and I did not want to have to do this thing twice. So I thought I've got one shot at this. And uh, I was, yeah, so stoked to, to get that record. There's so many things about this trip that I'm fascinated about. But one of the things as an athlete that both Lisa and yourself have gone through is when it's over, when that goal of going around Australia is over, how was it just to try and acclimatise back to, hang on, I've got to go and do the groceries at Coles. Um, (laughs) I, I, I literally have to put fuel in my car again. When your whole focus, and this is elite athletes, um, is just primarily goal driven to finish this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge fan of autobiographies and <laughs> I've read Liesl's book. I've, I've read different books about the ups and the downs and, you know, the different stages of an athlete's career. And I'd sort of been through that low in retiring as an iron woman and yeah. learned a lot about myself in that time. But I got a lot of messages from elite athletes saying, be careful of the low. You've been surrounded by a team for eight months. You've been on this big high and don't come back to nothing. So I knew it was important to connect back with the community and I'm so glad Mermaid Surf Club asked me to coach the nippers there because I can tell you 10-year-olds keep you on your toes. And they do not care what you've done in your life whatsoever. So I connected back with the community. But it would have t- taken two months to adjust the pace of life on land. It's very slow in the ocean. So <laughs> crossing roads and the bright lights, it, it took a little while. And the Gold Coast Highway is very busy, yeah. that is certainly for sure. Now, there's a really beautiful, and I'm saying beautiful because it's real, there's a very real picture in the book where you do look 90 years old mm-hmm. and it shows just the trauma you went through to get this done. Mm-hmm. Why did you include that picture to start with? And are you really proud to have the honest picture in there? Absolutely. And thank you for acknowledging I do look old in that. I often say I look like an old woman. People say, no, you don't. I say I do. And I wanted to include that because early on, I was just including the the glamorous and the beautiful and the amazing parts of this paddle. And I made a really clear choice to start showing the ugly and the messy and what it was actually taking to paddle over a hundred kilometers a day. My bottom lip literally was missing a layer for months at a time. And I couldn't feel um, my feet at some stage. I had bulging discs in my back. So it was time to start showing it all. And I really tried to do that in the book. There's, there's a bit of vomit in there through sections, <laughs> which okay. Liam can relate <laughs> to oh, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As yeah. we know. Uh, and I don't want to bring this back to driving tractors, but in from a farming community, there'd be people, when you do the night shift and you drive a tractor at night when you're planting or ploughing, 
your mind takes goes to places. I've come off thinking that people hate me. I almost divorced my wife at the time. We literally did get divorced in the end, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. But you create dramas in your brain. When you're on your own paddling and it doesn't matter what is reality, your brain plays tricks on you. Did you go to those places at all? Because you can create conflict <laughs> without there actually ever being any. Absolutely, and it's one part I often forget to tell. I did so much of this paddle at night time. I was paddling for 16 to 18 hours a day. Mm. So for eight hours, sometimes I'd be in the dark and I've got a head torch on. I can see about a metre in front and half a metre either yeah. side. And you start seeing shadows. And, you know, when I would stop my headphones, it was so quiet. You'd hear a splash here or there. And, mm. you know, you have that Jaws theme song kind yeah. of playing in your head there. And you do start to imagine things. And my husband was on land for pretty much this whole trip. So it put a lot of strain on our relationship and I wanted to include that in the book as well. Was and it the hard part? Well, like, you know, he didn't even know that there was an issue and you're creating the issues. Like, and I'm being genuine here. Like, it happens. It's a very real thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, there were times where whatever we'd been through at sea, that trauma, that celebration as a crew, not my husband, the people on the boat that were there, we were celebrating or debriefing together. And when I got back to land, I didn't even know where to start because – these people had witnessed it. We'd formed this incredible bond. And where do you start in telling someone <laughs> about a, a great white shark that, that's come up next to you or that your crew's using torches to search for crocodiles at night time? It's hard to describe. And we were still sort of processing it. So, yeah, look, we went close to getting divorced, but thankfully we're still together oh, now. Oh, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, that's a good story. Amazing. When you look at, I mean, what you've achieved with this, and this book is is available. It's called The Girl Who Touched the Stars. Uh, I've, I've started reading it with my kids because you were very kind enough to write a message in the front to my kids and they're very excited about hearing about They can't comprehend exactly mm. what it is you've done. So, But when you look at not only what you've achieved, but you, you're part of this famous family. The Hancock name on the Gold Coast is huge. You know, it's it's there with the, the Eckstein's and it's it's a famous name. And you mentioned the, the humility that you're experiencing now being back at Mermaid as a coach. I mean, can you talk a bit more about getting back in touch with the community post this race? Because it is such a – the surf lifesaving community here on the coast is so important and it drives sections of the coast. How important has that been to re-engage with that? It is so important. It's an organisation that, you know, really helps you keep your feet on the ground. You know, there was a big rescue last week that all of the iron women and men were involved in and it just shows that in lifesaving it's safety first and providing that protection for people on the beaches and – you know, my sister Courtney and I have always been about giving back. She's someone I look up to still to this day. She's done absolutely everything in the sport and she's now commentating and mm. coaching as well. Um, on the beach, we're often standing next to each other coaching the nippers. So it's quite surreal. Oh, my dad coaches as well. So it really <laughs> is a family affair. And um, yeah, there's that beautiful part. And I think incidents like last week remind you that you are there to protect the beach and, you know, the medals and all of that is, is a nice sort of icing on the cake, but safety first. Mm. After 254 days at sea, what was the first meal you ate when you got back? Oh, I love that question. It's so easy. Good it was question. a beef burger and yes. I craved it the whole way around. I was surrounded by salt, but craving salt because I was sweating so much. So I cracked into that beef burger and a bit of a strawberry milkshake on the side. Did you struggle to eat it? Because sometimes your stomach shrinks and you've been sick the whole time, you know, battling seasickness, vomiting the whole time. I need that. Did it... <laughs> 
I, I, uh, there you go. I, I, we'll get you started on 250 more days around Australia. Um, but it can be really hard to eat it. So you just go, I really want this, but I just can't eat it. So true. It was actually at Mermaid Surf Club. We were celebrating and you're right. I was able to have a couple of bites of it quite disappointingly and um, a little bit of the milkshake, but I, I made up for it that you could say right. that in the coming weeks. Well, is the body burger still on the me- menu at Northcliffe? I think they've taken it off oh, there. That I is know. outrageous. <laughs> at, Nor- at Northcliffe? Northcliffe? They've still got the Bradnam burger. If they've Wait, got the Bradnam oh. burger there, they need to have the Bonnie burger. Protest. Seriously. Protest. What's Luke Bradnam ever done? I mean, oh, oh, he's nothing. a good weatherman. That's about it. <laughs> oh, even he gets it wrong. Uh, <laughs> now, Bonnie, I wanted, knowing you were going to join us in the studio today and with the eventual Lisa and I went on um, – earlier today with Matt Hall in the Red Bull plane. I want – the plan was that I'd have this great dramatic aerial introduction for you Mm -hmm. when you join us in the studio. (laughs) Didn't go so well. This is This is how my attempt at bringing Bonnie onto the show from a Red Bull airplane worked out. That was as good as I could deliver for you. <laughs> oh, wow. How are you feeling after that? Uh, yeah, that one, that we, we explored the depths of the stomach there. Right, uh, we'll uh, take it off back. Yeah. Southport, uh, yeah, the, 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 the beeps were because I was swearing, yeah. so I apologise for that. <laughs> you were going I well. I so appreciate that effort that takes me back to being seasick in the middle of the Great Australian Bite. And Matt Hall has actually done a few intros prior to the Shannon Eckstein event. And yes. Some of the Ironmen, Ironwomen, Sean Partners. Mm. So he's incredible, isn't he? Well, it? if you missed Liam's introduction, it was The Girl Who Touched the Stars. <laughs> That's what is I was the name of the book say. by Bonnie yeah. Hancock. It is amazing. It's a brilliant read and uh, my little, uh, little blur be bit it's on the back as well. I can't believe that. I love that you're awesome. Can we check? Because when the book launched, you were within touching distance, speaking of touching the stars, you were within touching distance of being an official bestseller. Mm-hmm. Are we there? I think we're pretty much there. I've actually got to do a check-in, but today I can say I went to the different stores around the Gold Coast and saw my book on the Yay! shelves, which was surreal. We were almost near that um, best-selling number, so Wonderful. hopefully it's there now. If you're not there by the time uh, the, the show ends today, you'll get there this weekend. Thank you. Bonnie Hancock, The Girl Who Touched the Stars, the book is out now. Go and get yourself a copy. Uh, you will not walk away uninspired from this read. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. This is true. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.